We're back, Mr. Tanner. Ooh. Caught you off guard there. Yeah, I was just looking at <laughs> job openings. <laughs> well, first, first official session at La Casa de HP. HP. We're in my house today. Switching it up, this actually works out great because um, I got home to the unit below me being torn apart and rebuilt, so it's been noisy. Reminiscing to our first episode when there was a power saw. Yeah, like freaking three months ago, they're still working on that freaking unit. It's so annoying. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, uh, I have, I, I've like been gone basically for the last month. We were just talking about it. I am exhausted, um, traveling for family stuff. Um, good and bad, but all fine. Um, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pooped. Yeah, we were just talking a little bit about the situation. It's not a good one. It's not a good one. Yeah. As far as, but however, you did get a lot of good quality time with Abigail. Sounds like. Oh yeah, it's just good hanging good, out. Good time with good time with family. Um, yeah. Just, uh, uh, just one unexpected trip to Florida. After immediate, almost immediately after three days after a planned trip. So. I've been, over the last three weeks, I have driven about 2,000 miles and spent at least 60 hours in the car. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've listened to a lot of podcasts in the last few weeks. You drove through Atlanta with three days apart, you said? Like yeah. Like twice? I've driven through Atlanta four times now in the last three weeks, all the way through Atlanta oh, from yeah, one side to the other. There, there and back. <laughs> yep. And like... You only you only hit express lanes on one side, like going through. Like, yeah. unless I mean, I think there's like a perfect time where you can get it where it switches over, but it's hard to do it. You have the Peach Pass. I have a Sun Pass because I'm oh, a Florida resident, gotcha. uh, but it, it works for it works in Peach Pass, but usually. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I end up with a a toll by plate bill, and it's, it's annoying. Anyway. Um, yeah, I uh, started listening to, listening to a forward podcast from Andrew Yang again. It's been a long time. Love Yang. He's still going. He's still going. He's uh, it's great actually. He's really 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 good stuff. A lot of stuff about um. I've listened to a few of his podcasts recently on like AI mm-hmm. and like and th- th- it's been really 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 fun. Highly recommend you check it out. AI, politics, technology, like, uh, it's good stuff. The Forward Podcast. Yes. With Andrew Yang. Um, yeah. We just got done listening to some music. We've been sitting here because I haven't been able to show Tanner pretty much any music, I feel like, recently just because... I've been gone. <laughs> yeah, you've been gone, but also when we do hang out, like, we usually try to catch up. And then get work out of the way. Right. And sometimes music sharing doesn't fall into the same category. But I feel like <laughs> I need to show you music. <laughs> I, well, I need to hear your music too. Dude. Oh, look who's home. The Griff. No, you're good, bro. Back from, uh, where do you work? Warner now? 
No, but he's a... Hey, everybody. Griffin Rako making his <laughs> debut appearance. Coming back. Say hi, Griffin. What's up? <laughs> Griffin's my roommate slash best friend slash audio assistant slash mix assistant <laughs> slash co-mix engineer slash co-producer. Griffin's the man, everybody. Um, you were at CMA Fest, right? Oh, that's right. That's this weekend. I gotta go back for Nissan tonight. Uh, I'm not gonna. Mental note to not go downtown this weekend. <laughs> Dude, well, it sounds like it's a good time though. Once you're down there, it is. It yeah, there's a lot of people. Though. Yeah, I don't like people. I don't like people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, dude. I feel like I need my quarterly just like. <laughs> I'm just going to say it, Tanner dump. <laughs> That's just like, okay, Tanner, let me just show you all the things I've been working on and just pick your brain about them. Because... Well, I need it too because um, every time you show me stuff, I like remember that I like music. <laughs> Dude, we, we, I feel like we say this every episode, we are long due for a session there, brother. And I, I, don't, I don't care who it's for, who it's with. I honestly don't even want to get paid for it at this point. Dude. I'm just like, I just mean to do something fun. Well, what we need to do is, because you're a full-time, full-time bro. I am a full-time bro. Um, I think that I should just hop into one of your sessions that you're getting paid for, and then I won't be the one who's getting paid. I feel like that. Oh, well, that'd be, that'd be cool, too. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool, because uh, I'm dying for a Fox Hall album, oh, and I honestly, know. if I can just make... <laughs> make that happen i know for myself no i yeah so i mean i was in florida for basically the last month um and i did talk to uh caleb and cameron were down there i talked to them about it we we still talk about it we're not like broken up or like or anything we're just like all super busy in different lives i'm in nashville noah's in dc right now oh i forgot he's a He's a political man. Yeah, he's he has an internship with the Dispatch, and he's crushing it. Um, so he's in DC right now, and like um, Cameron is. Uh, summers are busy for him. He he works for Southeastern SEU Worship, so he's like out on their tours and stuff. So, but hopefully, uh, hopefully soon we'll be able to get all together. I I I would love to. I I I would uh, I would love to get. Uh, get out to the house in, in Blue Ridge and Dude, yeah. for like five days and just crank stuff out. I think we might be able to do that. My pitch to you would be we go. I'm just there. Y'all are demoing for a week and I'll just be a little fly on the wall and maybe <laughs> just be like, hey, what about this? And then you guys demo everything out for a week and then we rent Tiny Tape Room. Oh, for Tiny a Tape week. Room. I, uh, I've been talking to Kyle recently cause he's, I, I mixed an EP, um, and, uh, Kyle, who's the owner of Tiny Tape Room was mastering it. So he, we've been messaging cause he was like, dude, is this you doing these mixes or awesome? And I was like, oh, that's really, that's really kind. Dude, Kyle, he's a lot from him. He's really nice guy. I, yeah, I haven't met him in person yet, but we've messaged a bunch. He plays disc golf apparently. He comes into some. Pretty often. Oh, yeah. I don't think he knows who I am, but I definitely know who he is. Yeah. And I've been in his studio before, and I don't think he knows that I've been <laughs> in his studio before. But every every interaction I've had with that guy is 
freaking amazing. Yeah. Just as a, as a customer, prime customer, dude, <laughs> just knows, knows what he wants. Uh, like the other day, Kyle came in. This is such a tangent, but it gives me an excuse to talk about coffee. Yeah. Um, we good? Yeah. Um, he came in and he said, I want to pour over, but I'm not, a, he's not a big fruit guy. Mm. He's not into the, but he likes a little fruit, he said. And luckily we had this coffee on that was from, I believe it was Nicaragua. That is a natural processed, but it's a very subtle natural processed. Mm. So hooked him up there, got the top end natural processed, fruity kind right. of fermented thing. But then the finish is like kind of a more oaky, nutty, washed coffee. Mm. It was like... Yeah, it's good coffee. I'm big on the natural. I love the the fruity, citrusy, like, um, usually like Ethiopia is like my favorite. Kind of like the ones that have that kind of that blueberry thing. Yep, mm, so good, dude. I have cycled out. I feel I love good natural always, but now my coffee trips are so like. I work in a coffee shop, so I drink black coffee. <laughs> all day every right. day and when i go and want to just enjoy coffee it's usually not a pour over anymore it's just quite sad mm. i've been trying to switch it up been drinking matcha oh matcha's been great mm-hmm. recently i've been a cappuccino matcha matcha person iced matcha to just i think matcha like either halts or slows down caffeine like crashing oh like I know, ma- like matcha is pretty caffeinated, but it, it's it's different. But it's the way that I think your body processes it. My boss was telling me about it the other day, and it, it was has really like interesting. a ton of like antioxidants and stuff in it. Yeah, it might be. It's pretty good for you. It's yeah. like super good for you. Might have something to do with that. But it's just green tea. That's why. Right. That's why I didn't know. It's green tea, but just with the stems. Yes, I think, and not just very leaves. finely. Yeah. Crushed. It's like super high in like antioxidants. It's supposed to help with like weight loss and energy and like it's like it's like a superfood kind of. I love matcha. Anyway, okay. Uh, Today, yeah, very conversational. <laughs> yeah, this works though because it's been a while since we've recorded. So yeah, we. I told Tanner the other day I was like, because because he's pretty burnt out. I feel like. Yeah. Or you were, you've gotten, you've had a day of recovery, feels like, been pretty chill, chill for you, but yeah, maybe overall feeling a little burnt out. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, I, I had such a good little marketing plan because if you were too tired to record today, I was going to be like, suggesting, like, hey, like, because. What, uh, for for this week's episode, instead of releasing an episode, we're going to teach you a lesson. It's going to be on burnout. And sometimes you can't, <laughs> you got to prioritize some things over others. And that's what comes in the audio industry. So I was going to do that. And then if people were like, oh no, like a week off, like session <laughs> notes, I'm so sad. We could have just recorded like a double header one day and been like, but next week yeah. we're dropping two episodes <laughs> or something like that. Didn't work out. We're here. Yeah, we're here. I had, a, I had a plan. I had a plan for just in case. Well, I showed up. Showed I up. I got myself out of bed this morning. But we're talking about burnout today. But we are still talking about burnout. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am. Uh, well, physically just exhausted just from like traveling in life right now. But 
I had, I think I had already been feeling a little bit tired, um, in, in music and, and everything. And I, the last month for me personally has kind of compounded that. And, um, I did take mostly a chill. I had to do some work yesterday, but mostly a chill day yesterday. And like, I was so, um, I was exhausted and, um, but I was also like felt really stressed and anxious. I just felt, I just was, felt like a mess yesterday because I was exhausted anyway, but also just thinking about work and trying to get back into work and like catching up from the last several weeks and looking at my calendar and figuring out where new work is going to come from. And like, um, it really was pretty stressful and, um, I think I've gotten to a point recently where doing music for like, like full time has, has kind of crossed over the threshold of being more fun or, or more stressed than mm. fun. Um, which is something I wasn't, uh, I was aware of when I started going full time, but I wasn't, um, super worried about it. Right. Um, but I think it is pretty inevitable. Um, and it has kind of gotten me thinking about switching things up a little bit. Um, yeah, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's kind of where I am. I, I mean, we, uh, we were thinking about talking about other things, but I was like, I don't know if, I, I don't know if I like have the capacity. Yeah, yeah. Cause I'm like, I don't know if I want to talk about gear right now. I mean, I love gear, but I'm also like, man, What's the point of gear? <laughs> yeah, today's original topic was just going to be like something that we could just talk about for hours that would just be easy, but then we were both like, nah. Yeah, well, and I also like, I, what, what I, I want to be like with this podcast, be very current and like right. transparent and like, right. this is just like genuinely where I am right now and, um, yeah, and just be like honest and about that, and like, yeah, I mean, because other people go through this too, so I think it's good to talk about it. I think burnout in relationship to full time, part time is very tough uh-huh. because it's just a different kind of burnout for everybody. That depending on your situation, like for you, it's I'm burnt out because, or other than this whole situation with having to travel a lot and a lot of moving parts and just very sudden changes, you know, mm-hmm. it's also like you also got to keep working at the same right. time too, you know, like, yeah. because that's just how life works, you know? Yeah. And that's a different kind of burnout than working a part-time job and just working all the time and then having to do music too. Right. And, it's just it's just a different kind of beast, so it's going to be interesting to talk about kind of what what that looks like for you, for me. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, this is definitely almost like a, a like a B side to full time part time, because yeah. um, it is very intertwined with that. I think. Um, yeah, because like how I feel. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what you said. Like how I feel burnt burnt out, and the reason I feel burnt out is different than the reason that you might be. Um. So, yeah. What happens? What happens to you creatively when you get burnt out? Like how do you, how do you feel creatively right now? Um. 
right now, I, I, I don't know. It's kind of weird because I almost feel like more desperate to be creative than I have when I'm, when I'm just working. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah. Um, like you just showing me all the stuff you're working on right now. I'm just like, I literally was like, I, I don't even want to, I don't want to get paid for this anymore. I want to just like have fun doing music yeah. like I used to. Yeah. Um, instead of stressing about payment and then, you know, people missing payment and payment plans getting stretched out or things moving from month to month and I had to figure out what to do and like, um, and, f- and like on stuff that I'm not even like super excited about or where the process is kind of annoying and, uh, and yeah, I just want to like make music with my friends and be creative for fun and not worry about right. money right now. That's how I feel right now. Um, so this burnout is literally ch- changing like not your trajectory. Trajectory is the wrong word, but almost like it's almost like a quarter life crisis. Yeah. In the sense of, <laughs> not, not actually. Oh, well, almost. I'll, I'll be 23 my, next month. You know what I'm saying though? Just like it's making you kind of rethink like where like what you are like what you value i guess yeah in your it's, it's like changed kind of my outlook a little bit yeah um and honestly it's something that us recording this podcast has kind of helped me think through because so many things have come up lately with with doing with music and work where i like remember something that we've recorded and i'm like man i really need to start taking my own advice <laughs> like I'll, I'll say one thing on here and then like i'll talk about red flags and like like cutting a deal with somebody or like <laughs> right. all that kind of stuff. And then I get a project that potentially comes in and someone reaches out and I'm like, Oh, there's so many red flags in this, but like I need to take it. Yeah. <laughs> I like won't listen to my own advice. Um, but this is kind of another thing that has come out of one of our conversations is like, the, I think so, something that you said, I don't remember which one it was, but like the most important thing is that, we like protect our love of music because that's what music is about. Yeah. Um, and I've like realized lately, like I'm not really, yeah, I don't feel the same excitement about music that I did. Um, you know, when I was just working on Foxhall stuff or like working on your stuff and, um, yeah, I'm like, I want to, I don't know. And I'm, I'm kind of trying to figure out if it's just, um, like a season that I'm in right now with work where like I just kind of got to stick it through and things will get better if, or if I really need to start think, thinking more about protecting my love and excitement for music Um, and that like I start looking for maybe a second way to have income where I don't have to stress about the money part about music as much Um. Because I definitely like feel sad about my like love of music, like and not being able to do things that um, I'm really excited about in a long time. So, well, let me let me offer you this cons- consolation. Yeah, I feel like this might get too 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 meta, but like I, I feel like everything exists in balance. Yeah, like the force. Yeah, dude, exactly like the force. But like, t- 
dude, there's so many things that you do that I wish I could be doing right now, you know? Right. And and it sounds like in at least in a fundamental like a fundamental way, there's things that I'm doing that you wish that you were doing as well. It's right. Especially just like recording for fun is right. kind of what I'm getting at. But like dude, I think there's balance that can be had for your situation. But dude, I don't think that like you're totally off the rails in terms of where you're going, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think I, I'm not like spiraling in any yeah. point in any way. I'm just kind of starting to consider things a little bit differently. Um, and I, I mean, I'm nowhere near like I'm stop. I'm not doing music anymore. I just can't. Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of starting to like reconsider um, my priorities a little bit. I feel that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's like grass is always greener. Like, I totally understand that. Like, yeah, exactly. So, like, there are there are things that I would that you're doing that I wish I was doing, but you know, you feel the same way for me. And like, it is awesome that I'm able to ninety percent of the time make what I need every month to survive and more. So, right. just just solely off of music, nothing else. Um, but I'm starting to wonder if it what it would be like to take some of the financial pressure off of music for me personally with something else. Dude, it's also like only been a year, right? Yeah, not even. Not even a year, bro. It was about, so it's June. Um, a full time for context. Yeah. It, things started picking up for me about almost exactly a year ago. I think it was late May that I got the first thing I did for Valley. It was a, it was a music video that I edited. And I was also in talks with Alan and Steven from Joan. I knew I was going to be doing their album um, by this time last year. And we started that album in July of last year. So this is around the time a year ago that things really started picking up. August, I officially went full-time, like quote full-time. Like um, I was only ever doing music, but it wasn't like fully I wasn't like fully booked until August but um yeah it's like it hasn't really been that long um and I still am it still is awesome that I'm able to do it at this capacity pretty like so early like for being pretty young um I know that's not super common so yeah I uh some of it is um figuring out maybe a better way to figuring out some ways to protect my love of music, but, um, uh, and, and, and enacting some changes and, and some of it is also trying to weed through and figure out where it's just me not being content. I'm, I'm really bad at being content. Um, I was just talking to in, in my 60 hours in the car with Abigail in the last three weeks. We've talked a lot about that. Um, I am, so bad at just being content where I am. I'm always looking to the next thing. And that's um, part of what drives me and is, is goals. And, th- and yeah. it's good to have goals, especially in, in business. Um, but the side effect of that is like, I'm never just content where I am um, because 
uh, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to be content without feeling complacent. Yeah. Um, and just, I feel like I can never stop moving. I always need to be looking toward the next thing and figuring out how to grow and what, what project is next, what goals are next. Um, all that kind of stuff. And and in all of that, I have kind of lost sight a little bit of like just enjoying (laughs) music. It's that boomer upbringing, bro. Yeah. Well, I guess your parents aren't, my parents are boomers. My parents are not boomers. Yeah. Um, but like my, um, both of my parents are kind of like that to an extent. My, I mean, I have to be careful what I say because I know that they listen. I'm just kidding. Um, but my mom is a business owner. Right. Um, and has been like kind of in entrepreneurship on and off my whole life. Um, so I definitely have that from her. Um, and my dad is um, kind of operates in a similar way where he's he um, loves being flexible and um, kind of would prefer to weather up and down of business and um, instead of just having a you know consistent average thing. Um, so that, that is part of my like kind of family upbringing thing is having goals and being, yeah, looking, yeah, like entrepreneurship and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think it's important to have tons of drive and the ability to set goals and set a path for yourself. That's like so extreme and like, you have the capacity to really just go in, you know, but it's about being able to have that and then kind of just bringing it back a little bit. Right. And having, having control over the amount of drive that you allow yourself to put into whatever, right? like whatever it is, whether it's music or work or relationships, it's, it's balance, man. Yeah. It's so much. So much of that, because, I mean, there's so many people who have spent their lives and put their full identity as a human being into their output of music, I feel Mm -hmm. like, you know. And then they get to a certain point in their life and they don't really have many people around them and not super pleasant to be around (laughs) and it's... What what was all this building for if I don't have any any sort of happiness in my life outside of music? Right. All I do all day is is yell scream on Instagram about SM7s. <laughs> <laughs> and how I how I recorded uh uh graduation <laughs> in like twenty years ago. I don't even think that's something that you want to be bragging about anymore. Cause, Dude, yeah. Oh, the Kanye. Kanye, he apologized, right? Because he, I don't know. I don't, I don't, follow, I don't follow Kanye, man. I, that's, I think that's, I'm not even going to touch that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to touch that. But all that to say, it's, it's so easy to have periods of, of life where you're just going so hard in your craft that you lose perspective. Yeah. And like... It's important yeah. to have just like a well-rounded support system and mm-hmm. work ethic and social life, you know. It's, it's a lot that goes there's there's so many more factors in like being happy 
in music making than just the music in the making. Right. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. There's... Yeah. It can't, that alone is not going to make you like a full whole person. Yeah. Cause you can't, you can't live in a vacuum where you, I mean, I guess you could, I wouldn't want to do this where you have your music life and like it's in its own little spot mm-hmm. in your life and everything and everything is compartmentalized in your life where I have my music side of me and then I have my like social side of me and I have my whatever it is. It it all needs to connect in a healthy way, not to say right. that your music needs <laughs> needs to leak into your social life and your social life needs to leak into your music, but it's almost like you know, these are just areas of my life. Right. And in order for me to be happy, I need to be in the green, quote unquote, right. with all these different areas. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of, um, there was actually, th- this works really well, uh, a Yang podcast that episode that I listened to this week. Um, which one was it? I think it was one called Workism, AI, and the Meaning of Life. And uh, they had this, this guest, on, guest on, and he was just talking about like, how, um, well, a bunch of different stuff, but part of the conversation was like having a whole life and, or or having like an identity in work and, uh, how you can like kind of idolize that and you're kind of unhappy with, and, and, uh, like ideally you want, like, you want to be doing something that you love, but not to the point that it's your identity, but you want like, it, it's it's not necessarily ha- uh, healthy to have like a super hard line boundary between your work and your life. I mean, it can be, but like ideally, like you kind of all want it to be one thing, like your yeah. life experience just to be all one. You don't want to car- compartmentalize like, like you were saying, you want to have a balanced life where everything kind of bleeds into one another yeah. in a healthy way. Um yeah, and that that makes sense. Looking at how my how my life is structured right now, because I do work alone and at home, so I like very rarely leave. Like, really, the only time I ever leave my house is if I am doing something with Abigail or I am playing disc golf with somebody. Um, and uh, being down in Florida with all my family and old friends for so much time over last, this last month is it always visiting there always makes me realize like, man, I like don't get out <laughs> much when I'm yeah. up here. Um, so yeah, it's all about, I think for me right now, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to rebalance everything. Uh, yeah. I, I feel that because, because by the time I have the free time to get out and go do things, it's usually like five, six o'clock dead traffic you know oh yeah and it's for me it's yeah i'd rather just kind of sit on my porch <laughs> and, and instead of like driving across town to go get a drink with whoever right yeah you hate traffic me. yeah i i can't <laughs> i can't do that but finding ways to like slowly push yourself into those like getting through Traffic is such a small, just pet peeve right. thing, but it's, you know, getting to the place where I, I, I'm fine with driving across town in traffic to go hang out with my friends. And that 
for me, that's just look like, okay, well, who lives near me? Right. What are things around me that I could either walk to or it's a short drive to right. go do just to get out? Yeah. And we kind of talked about this with like going to a coffee shop to do admin stuff or right. whatever, yeah. just getting out and doing stuff. But one thing that I've always thought about, because I, I heard this quote, I'm not going to say who it's from, but like essentially they were talking about what your life really is in the sense of like in a marriage, for example, um, it's easy to think about life as like the vacation that you took. And I'm, I'm working towards this vacation. I'm working towards this good time. And, right. and these are going to be markers or indicators that I'm living, quote unquote, my life right. correctly. Yeah. But what your life, life really is in the context of a marriage is like when you come home from work, or your wife comes home from work, or you guys come together at the end of the day. What like what are the interactions that y'all are having? Like how how's your relationship with your kids overall? Not just I showed up to my son's graduation and it was great and I'm a good father, but like how does your kid greet you when you walk into the door? How does right. your wife greet you when you walk into the door? Take that and apply it to music. It's for me. It's okay. My joy in music making sure there are great moments where i get a cut on a record or i got a mix that got finished and it's going to be really good and i'm really proud of it and this is going to advance my career further and this is a huge indicator that i'm doing well in music right for me the way i look at it is doing well in music is all those things all the big things that i think are important to have but also can i just sit down with a guitar and enjoy it. Like when I see a guitar hanging on the rack, what's my first thought? Ooh, I love playing guitar. I want to right. go play that. Or I've been doing a lot of music lately. Yeah. Like, I'm tired of music. I, I don't have the capacity just to sit down and play the guitar. Yeah. You know, does that make sense? Oh, yeah. No, that's great. Like, how do you greet music? Yeah. Um, that's a really great way to think about it. Because like, uh, yeah, when I, when I think about music now, I think about work. Like I, I greet music with like, oh, I got another, I got another annoying song that I have to open up in Pro Tools and edit the vocals for. Yeah. I don't think about like, I don't think about like uh, when I was a kid, like not being able, like just so excited about my birthday because I got to go to Guitar Center and buy yep. an Epiphone. Yeah. Like it's not, not, it's not that anymore. Um yeah, it's not that same excitement where I am trying to learn a Aerosmith solo when yeah. I was eleven, or like, um, or even like, um, like with Foxhall, like just messing around with stuff and just having everyone over and just doing, just not knowing where things are going to go and just figuring it out um, and just having fun. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't greet, I don't greet music. Um, I, I I greet music with uh with kind of a like uh like a with a resentment now a lot with a lot like I'm not really finding a ton of excitement in the work that I'm doing. Not that the work is bad in any way, but it's like the um I think the the season I am with work and, and projects and business right now is it feels unnatural to force the business part into it. Um, and that is causing a lot of stress for like, yeah, 
it would be easier if I were just doing this for free and it wouldn't be as stressful as if I were just doing it for free. Um, but it's still like, cool, we have this going on. We're having these conversations. We're going to do this project. But we also have to talk about the payment. And that's like, it should mean, you know, we can talk about, I'm sure that we, we probably have and, and, and will have more conversations about where you should be, should know what your, how, like how valuable your time is and, and skill and all of that. And where you should like kind of, um, protect yourself from, you know, that kind of thing, getting, getting short ended by, with money. But also it's like, sometimes I wish I were just doing stuff for free because it is a source of stress where like the conversations are difficult and like payments are late or things get pushed and like all that kind of stuff that just, that yeah, just causes stress and music isn't supposed to be stressful. But I think music and stress, uh, especially, well, not for everybody, but in, the life path that we've chosen. I think stress is inevitable. Yeah. I think stress in looking at Pro Tools session with music that you're not super excited about is inevitable. Oh, yeah. In, in my opinion. And, and, and there's going to be seasons of that for sure. Yeah. But it's, I think it's important to have perspective when you're doing those hard sessions mm-hmm. of like, Okay, I do need to do this, and this is hard. But also, this might this might just be a way of looking at it. But this might open, this might free me up, whether it's financially or getting this project done is going to free me up to enjoy music the way I want to enjoy music. In a right. sense, like you should try to stay away from projects that you don't want to work on, obviously. But sometimes it's just going to land in front of you, and right. It's an important skill to be able to accept the fact that you're not enjoying what you're working on and then being like, but I love music. Right. And this is what I'm doing. Right. And like, I'm going to maybe suck it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to put it bluntly. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's it's a toughie because music is is an art form, and when I think of art, it should be cathartic and mm-hmm. soothing, <laughs> soothe <laughs> to to do. But it is I need work. To, I need and to it's, put soothe on my whole life. <laughs> yeah, there's just some frequencies in my life that I know. I need to soothe over. It's just a little over resonant. Put it on hard mode and just <laughs> crank it. <laughs> But then your life will have no color. I know, no color. It's really flat and You're boring. Really flat and, and yep. no top end. Artificial, <laughs> yeah, really scooped and kind of, yeah, not exciting. That's why I always boost after soothe. That's what I do, and it's awesome. Anyway, uh, you were out of, where, where? Where were you going? No, I, I was just going to. I don't even know, man. Just. I think this is more for the listener of just like, hey, by the way, dude, do that. <laughs> However you want to say it, it's gonna be hard. Yeah, at some points, and it's it's managing your burnout because burnout is not a telltale sign that you should stop doing something. Right. You know, not it can be. It can definitely mm-hmm. be. I think 
prolonged burnout. Like if six months later you were like, right, hey, I've tried a lot of different stuff and I'm still feeling burnt out. Right. Maybe that's a different evaluation. But just because music is getting tough, and I'm not saying that you think this, Mm -hmm. but in general, just because music is getting tough and it might not be going the way you want it to, whether it's the project that you're getting, the songs you're writing, the parts you're writing, you know, it's it's just not going to be there sometimes. Yeah. That's okay. And like, there's so many different areas of life that are like that, that people are fine with things not going as well. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of an example on the fly. Sometimes at your work job, uh-huh. your nine to five, it, it, it can suck. Right. And, right. and you're doing it. And, and I'm, I'm going off the rails here, but work, work is, work is getting tough, but somehow you still get a paycheck at the end of the week right. and you're doing it. And with the realization that there are going to be better weeks and there have been better weeks than, than this. And you wouldn't just quit your job after <laughs> right. the first time it gets difficult or your right. boss says something mean to you or right. you miss a deadline or whatever. It just, it comes and goes. Right. It's, yeah. It comes and goes. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, I remember talking about this with in, in counseling a, a long time ago, just talking about doing music as work. Um, like, at it is still work and you cannot avoid work being stressful or um or like uh dreading work because it's still work it's not leisure like yeah um even if it's work that you love you can't avoid it being work right and with work comes stress and resentment and burnout yeah um and uh but i think with with music um because it's something that's like deeply personal and emotional and mm-hmm. and it's a passion uh it, it's something that like i'm more keen to like protect yep um and be wary of when those red flags come up right um yeah so that's where i'm kind of starting to think about like rebalancing my life a little bit like like you said like and uh maybe introducing um i don't know what that looks like maybe introducing another small side job just to keep me engaged in a completely different way and in a way that also takes financial stress off of music or it's just trying to hang out with people more or i don't know join some kind of group i don't even know like, boy band a boy band <laughs> like a a disc golf league or something <laughs> like i don't know um yeah that that's i mean we don't uh we could talk about this for a long time but that is something that i miss about church yeah um there's a lot of stuff i don't miss about um you know church in general without getting into specifics um but what i do really miss about that is having a routine or using like a church word, like having a liturgy to my week. Like on Wednesday nights we have rehearsal and there's pizza there. And for us Presbyterians and and there's people and for us Presbyterians, there's also bourbon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And like there, there are people that I love playing music with and friends. We have rehearsal 
Wednesday night, I get to just go in, have fun, play with gear, play instruments, play yeah. live with people. Yeah. And then uh, show up again on Sunday morning and practice a little bit, have some more, have some more bourbon. <laughs> um, no, that's an exaggeration. Usually not have more bourbon on Sunday morning. Do you just take a shot, right? Usually not. To go out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, play two sets and then... And then go have lunch with friends yeah. and then play disc golf and then like, yeah. So and that that is something I miss about church is that community and that like routine. And community is so obtainable outside of that too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is so, which is, I think it, without going into all of it, which I think is one of the things that has been a challenge for me to get over ever since like kind of rethinking the way I I see church now nowadays. It, it's hard to when you're when you have that mindset or whatever that church is your source of community in right. a way it's hard to break into community that's almost separated from that just right. like normal like community of people but yeah. they're they are out there man and yeah. like, it it is probably actually a lot easier to get some people together to play music and drink bourbon outside of church <laughs> than it is like especially here yeah especially yeah. here like outside of church than it is in church in some right. ways um, yeah, I also, I also kind of feel like in that same way, I'm starting to, um, desire like friendships outside of music at yeah. totally and completely. And that's really hard to do in Nashville, but it's, uh, I mean, I think we've talked about it before. Like I went to an arts high school and like all of my all of my friends like from back home, like old friends that I'm still really close with are all, all do music in some way. Yeah. Like that's the only people I've interacted with for the last creatives eight years. Um, so for the longest time, like talking to someone who's not in music, I'm like, this is boring. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, lately more along with this, just kind of burnout in music. I've also just kind of started to get tired of, um, social media and I'm like, I'm tired of like artists, social media. Yeah. And like, and, and that's not a hit against artists at all because that's just the way you have to do it now is, yeah. is, is play the social media algorithm game and, yeah. and just post quantity. And like, you have to talk about yourself all the time. And that, um, I hate that for artists because it is exhausting for them, but it's also like, I've gotten exhausted by that. And it, um, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I've gotten to where like, man, I'm just so tired of artists, which which sucks because like, that's, it's what they have to do. Like, that's their job is to do that. Um, just, you know, post all the time. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I kind of want to like a break from, I want to have friends outside of music. Um, that is a little bit harder to do in, in Nashville. What I try to do is like, I have my friends that I do music with. And, oh, there's a fly in here. And I just, like, because everybody here, I feel like, that does music kind of like your arts high school in some capacity, right. especially when, like, the mutual friends that I'm meeting are friends of musicians, right? Right. Who also do music. Like, it's a whole thing. But, I mean, just because somebody does music, obviously, like, I have many relationships where we both do music and rarely talk about music right like if they release a song i'll be like yay like right. you release a song and tell me about like your music journey but our relationship is totally about 
like for example, me and my friend Sam Comfort, he's in he's in the band with Cooper Casper. Oh yeah, yeah. And we play music together, right? And we talk about music, but when we hang out, like there still is music involved, but our relationship is just like friend, like more friendship. Like right. I can just go get coffee with him and not talk about music, just talk about life, talk yeah. about his girlfriend situation, or right. talk about his car yeah. or his house. Right. <laughs> but which is so funny <laughs> that I say that because like, that's totally something that like, those are topics that are so boring and uninteresting right. <laughs> that somebody who plays music, who would be trying to talk about something other than music would bring up. Like how are the kids kind of thing. Yeah. How are the kids <laughs> kind of thing. But, but yeah, like I think of Emily's friends, like they all do music, but right. and we talk about music, but, like most of the time we're just hanging out on the porch talking. You know? Right. So there is that to be had. I will say the burnout that I experience, I feel like I've come up with a pretty good system on how to mitigate it. Okay. So do share. Yeah. I obviously I work part time mm-hmm. and I do music. I most my days normally are about ten ish hours long, I'd say. Usually I try to do like five, six hours at the coffee shop, come home, work on music from like two to four hours-ish, I'd say. And that, I mean, that stacking on top of each other one after another and then dealing with the burnout from the coffee shop job on top of the burnout that I feel with music, right. I get burnt out pretty quickly. Right. Like if I don't, if I'm not just hyper aware mm-hmm. of how I'm feeling. So usually like... The way my schedule works is I usually work Tuesday through Friday. I've been taking Fridays off recently, though. So Tuesday through Thursday. And Friday through Monday are, like, my big music days where somebody comes over. Usually it's Parker, about 10 a.m., 10.30 a.m. We work till about 4. Anyways, I'm just getting into Yeah, But that's just context for how my schedule has worked out recently. I found that... Right after I get off of work and I'm about to go home and do music, I know exactly how I feel. Am I ready to do music? How mm-hmm. do I feel? Am I tired? Did I get enough sleep last night? Have I just had a crazy two weeks and I'm tired? If I feel any sort of like, I don't really want to do music, yeah. not in the sense of me just being lazy. Like <laughs> if I have a justified reason yeah. of like, yeah, I'm I'm tired. Yeah, I just, no matter what, I have... Xbox that I play, I can go outside, go on a walk, can always hang out with Emily. Right. Emily's freaking awesome. And she's definitely not a replacement for music in right. a sense. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I have outlets that I can go to if I feel burnt out. So I'll just I'll take the rest of that night off and the next day, just and then this is how my schedule works out. So that third day Day three, I'm energized, yeah. ready to go. I didn't do music when I didn't like when I was dreading it, right? You know, and I think that does two things for me. I think it helps me be more self aware, but it also preserves like my music love, yeah. You know, because I'm not. There are times I do music when I don't want to do music, but there aren't times that I do music when I don't have the capacity to do music, yeah. Like I've completely ruled out that possibility because I turn into a monster when I get 
too tired. Right. When I've stretched myself too thin. Mm -hmm. Like my, my coping mechanism is a lot of projection and just like, it just goes everywhere. Like goes into my music, get frustrated easier when I, when I'm playing the guitar, I have less of like a leash for artists being artists, (laughs) you know? Right. And I, and affects my personal relationships as well. And I've, I've just tried to be super aware of how I'm feeling so that I can just catch that, right. you know, yeah, when I feel it. But, and I think that's the main remedy, is just be hyper aware. Like, it's okay that you don't have the capacity to do music today. Right. Like, nobody's, like, who cares? If, if you, <laughs> like, if somebody's mad at you for not doing music, A, like, okay, like right. you chose a bad friend. <laughs> but B, it's also like, like, like you need to take care of yourself. Like right. this thing that we love, this music thing that we love. Like I don't want to do it when I'm in a horrible mood. Yeah. Like, it's like it's like talking to my grandma, bro. Like <laughs> I love my grandma so much, and I don't ever want to like go up and talk to my grandma when I'm like really pissed off about something, <laughs> right? Right. Because like, I don't I don't want to hurt my grandma's feelings. Like I don't right. wanna, I don't want to like accidentally be rude to my grandma because. <laughs> right. I'm in a bad mood. That's not a very good analogy, but no, you that get, makes sense. Though. You get what I'm saying, yeah. like, yeah, man. It's it's all about just preserving our love for music in some some way, shape, right. or form or another. Right now, for me, it's sampling. <laughs> like, if I don't feel like playing gu- guitar one day, I, I know I'm gonna want to go sample something and yeah. have fun on my OP one for like oh yeah an hour yeah, and I'm still doing music. And I love it. It might not be something that's like pushing my career forward and I just made <laughs> this amount of money doing music and I need to be so crazy intentional about the times I do music because music is my source of income. And right. it's just like, nah, I have times where you just have fun. Mm-hmm. Have fun doing music. Because, man, I, I'm, not a big, I'm not a super big fan of mixing, but I do it. Yeah. And it's a pretty good income stream right yeah. now. So I need, especially every time I sit down to do a mix, I'm like, yay, like mixing, it's fun. But it's also like, ugh. <laughs> like I'm going to be sitting here for the next three hours. Right. Looking at this screen. This, the most bo- DAWs, DAWs, listen to me. They need to come out with a new DAW that is fun to look at. <laughs> I'm so, I don't That's know. That's not logic. I don't know what that looks like. I hate Pro Tools is so boring to look yeah, at. Yeah, it really is. Like that's why the OP1 for me is so fun cuz we got the cow. Talk, <laughs> yeah, like it's it's fun to look at. Like it's yeah. fun to see that little tape reel going. Yeah, it's very engaging. Yeah, it's engaging and everything's color coded and fun and yeah. I want a DAW that doesn't look like Microsoft Excel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ableton is really ugly. Pro Tools is very, very ugly. Logic is the only like nice looking doll, I think, but it's it's a for me it's just a so such a pain to use. It's it's, it's so it's, slow to me. Yeah, like, I mean it's it's almost just like spraying perfume on shit. <laughs> like yeah. it I mean just look at this. We're I looking know. at it right now. Like nothing about nothing about that excites me. Right. Yeah. When I, I mean, look at this tiny screen on the OP one, it's right. like 
Dude, if they're if logic if if they put a tape reel up top that was going while we're recording right now, and then like a cow or something, or, or like <laughs> or like like a, I almost feel like we're just we're just reminiscing, like we're nostalgic for like the old um, Microsoft Visualizer thing. Yes, like, like <laughs> yes. And you could switch through them all, or like on a. I don't know if you ever had a DSI, but uh-uh. I had a DSI. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever yeah. pl- use the music on there? Is was that was the DSI the one with that dog game where you could take care like of like Nintendogs? Yes. Well, they, all the yeah. DSs had those. Wait, what the, was DSI the DSI was the first one with a camera. I think my sisters had DSIs. I had actually ended up with two because I lost one and then I got I got another one for my birthday the year after that. Um, but it, it was the first one you could take pictures on. Um, and you could put an SD card in it and they had an MP3 player on it. So that was like my first like MP3 player was my DSI. And I like, oh, I, uh, that's I just sweet. like dug into my parents, um, CD collection and just ripped everything that I liked. So I had stuff on there. I had like black eyed peas, <laughs> but also like Steve Matthews band. And like, I just put it all on my DSI on an SD card for like a two gig SD card or something, stuck it in. And on the MP3 player and the DSI, it had a ton of visualizers, and they were, they were all so sick. Would they sing to the music? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So Where is this? I need one of these. <laughs> so I literally would just play the music and just stare at the screen. <laughs> and they had one that was like Excite Bike. <laughs> they had like an Excite Bike one where like the the bikes would jump on the on the dirt on the dirt bike trail like Dude. when transients hit. It was so awesome. Listening to like boom boom pow. Yeah, like, like, exactly. <laughs> I could totally see. Not even that. I literally just little Tanner iPad baby boom, like boom, boom, drooling boom, over. Boom boom boom. <laughs> Got to get that. Now literally, like not even joking. I I did that exactly, exactly as you're picturing it. <laughs> like laying off the side of the bed with the DS on the floor. <laughs> So funny. I mean, like just driving around the car, going on errands with my mom, and like with like the cheap twenty dollars like Skull Candy headphones oh, on or yeah, something, dude. plugged in the DSI dude, with my SD card. Dude, I had the bass boosted Skull Candy ones. Oh. I, remember, I, I wanted to listen to uh, Blue Slide Park by Mac Miller, but there wasn't enough bass in the headphones <laughs> that I had because I listened to it. This is a whole tangent. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> I, I I had the base boosted school candies. One thing I'm thinking about doing though is getting rid of this whole monitor situation. Uh-huh. I'm about to discredit myself to so many people, but <laughs> I want to get. I saw this on TikTok and it was the coolest thing. Like one of those old box. Like, oh, like TV. the CRT things that sound like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you putting logic in there. Oh yeah. Because it looks like that actually would be kind of cool. like fisheye, right. like kind of thing. And I'm sure I'd get used to that. That like ringing frequency, just just straight up tinnitus. <laughs> yeah, I wow. think it could be cool, except for the ringing. I don't think I could get, if I could get, get. I don't. Blah, 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 oh, blah, 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 yeah. I don't think I could get past the ringing. It, yeah, I feel like my ADHD is a great weapon, <laughs> but it's also I'm either going to just be able to focus so like so hard on the music that I'm making that I will just tune it out, or that's all I'm going to be listening <laughs> right. to. Uh, Man, yeah. this is this almost two hours. Is this so the longest episode? No, this is only one hour. Because as it just it always starts on one. Oh, gotcha. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. That'd be crazy if we talked about for this for two hours. Um, it hasn't felt like. Yeah, it hasn't been that long. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Is there any other points for this one? Any, any ideas that you have? No, I think it's I think it's good for. I think it's good for especially the people that I know who listen to this podcast. A lot of college students that I know who listen to this podcast, like this is what I would be wanting to hear. Because you remember, like when I first started working at Sump, and yeah. I would come home after like a six a.m. shift <laughs> and just be dead. Yeah, like inside. My life at that time also wasn't super great. Right, but like, man, I have experienced like some of the craziest burnout. Yeah, <laughs> like trying to balance a part-time job in music. And I think if I went full-time, in a lot of ways, it'd be starting from square one uh-huh. on dealing with burnout because then it's like a totally different beast. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, if I'm burnt out from my part-time job like real bad, I'm sure in two weeks I could just ask for a week off. You know, yeah. money's looking good right now. I could just take a week off, chill out, maybe do some music. And I had that luxury. But for full-time, it's like, okay, how are you burnt out? And how do you push through it? Right, and exactly. Without, without just like, like, because you can't just stop doing music because right. it's your source of income. Right, like, you exactly. can't just stop and. Right, it's like I'm fi- I'm feeling burnt out. Okay, great, figure it out because I have to make money. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very unforgiving. Yeah, um, yeah. I, or I did think of something that I that I kind of want to talk about um, right now. I think I'm in like a. I mean, it's just been a slower couple months, sure, which can be stressful. But it's weird because slower couple months with active work, but there have been several releases that have come out that I've worked on that have been some of the biggest things yet. Like that I've done, like the like the Joan record, mm-hmm. the Valley record is Sound, about to come those out. Those both sounded great. But Thanks. Um, yeah, Valley record comes out like. Uh, in a couple weeks, um, they've released a few singles. Yeah, off that record. They only the the most recent single is the, is the only one of that those songs that okay. I have worked on. I ended up working on about, on about half the record, um, but and just a lot of other. I know there's some mixes coming out that I've done, so I'm like posting a lot and I'm on social media, kind of going back to the social media thing. So I was home for yeah, basically a total of like two and a half weeks over the last month. And I was just talking to just people I know there and like friends, parents and like, and just everything. And everyone was like, oh, it looks like you're just killing it. Like, it looks like you're just doing Ooh. so well and everything. Oh, and I was, just, I was like, I don't know how to respond to that. Cause I'm like, oh. uh, I eventually just started saying, oh, well that means I'm doing social media well. <laughs> Cause I'm like, yeah. Cause I feel guilty if I say like, well, you know, not really because like, I am super grateful and I and I can't take it for granted that I've been able to do all this this kind of work. But it's also like I I'm not you know, I I, I hate um I also have the guilt of like projecting falsely and like being inauthentic and like mm. um so I'm like I don't really know what to say because like I am grateful for the opportunities I've had, but I'm also like kind of stressed and exhausted and, and tired right now and slow right now. So it's like I'm not really like thriving like you think I am. Like it, it's it's weird. It's the social media social media thing where like every time I post it's like a big release or something and it looks like I'm super busy. Yeah. But that's all work that I did. Like 
over like three or more months ago. Yeah. So like right now, I'm like, I'm not, I'm That's not busy real. at all. I'm really not busy, and it's kind of stressing me out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and that, that's such a weird thing to navigate. Yeah, because, I mean, you can't just... I mean, you can if you're a real one, I guess. But, I mean, I wouldn't want to just drop a bomb on somebody if somebody was like, it looks like you're doing great, man. I wouldn't want to be like, well, actually, like, nah. Like, right. Yeah, not actually, really. <laughs> yeah, not really. So you're wrong. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean... But I also think about, like... Like, I had this conversation with my friends the other day because I was like, oh, man... So many of my friends from high school are like making big money right now for 20 years old. I mm-hmm. guess they're making what you should be making at our <laughs> age, I guess. I don't know. Right. Um, and, I, and like I was home over Easter just hanging out. I got to see some old friends and I was just talking to them and was like, like one of my friends came up with some algorithm for this like stock trading company that's going to make them so much money. <laughs> and they just gave him this huge investment. To d- anyways, I, and I was just like, man, maybe I did, <laughs> maybe I did mess up, <laughs> right? Doing music, and my friend Jackson was immediately like, no, dude, because yeah. like, let's think about th- like you're doing, like you think that all of our friends are waking up, going to their nine to fives, enjoying their time there. No, they're doing it so that their time off of work can be better. right, exactly. And the trade off is like, right now I'm not making as much money. Hopefully one day I'll be making enough money to live the life that I want to live and leave behind the legacy that I want to leave behind. But we're trading doing what we want for, in some ways, for a financial, like... Yeah, definitely. And that's and that's what's so scary about burnout for me, is like, okay, well, now I'm not making any money, and now, now I'm hating what I'm doing, you know? <laughs> right, and I hate what I love yeah. to do when I'm not busy or, or yeah. like yeah it's like a triple triple ante like when that happens yeah yeah I'm trying to figure out how to make it more sustainable for myself and I don't know if that's a a part time job on the side but I think about that and I'm like would that just make me feel more burnt out more exhausted because I've never I mean I haven't had to do that in a really long time and I, it feels weird going back to that and it feels it, it it to me it kind of feels like I've failed a little bit or like I'm like my it kind of hurts my pride yeah. like having to think about like well, maybe yeah. I should go back to doing that just a little bit yeah um hurts my pride mm-hmm. for sure yeah so yeah I, I really don't know what that would look like and I, I find myself, I keep finding myself saying, if I only had this, I would feel better. I would, if I yeah, only I had, I literally was, <laughs> when, I, when we were talking, when I was talking to Abigail about how I never feel content and she like called me out and, and, and me trying to process because the way I was processing, I never feel content. If I only had this, I would feel content. Like in, in, in trying to, in trying to fix my like unable to feel content problem, I was looking to things like to that I don't have to be able to fix it. Yeah. I'm like that's exactly that's that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like um so I mean I was saying like if I I like I just need one really good month like I need one month where I have like a couple records for editing and and like a few mixes and get like I need one ten thousand dollar month or something. Yeah. That'll catch me up from where I've been. It'll give me 
enough of a business cash reserve to where I can like absorb one month and not really mess up, like not really have to do weird money moving things. It's margin. Yeah. It's, it, it's just having a reserve where if I have a slow month, I can still pay myself a salary yep. and, it, and it's all the same, create consistency out of the chaos. So like if I had one $10,000 month, I could catch up, pay off some debt, like just, yeah, catch up on expenses and um, have a cash reserve and have a little bit of security. But like I know, even if I do have a ten thousand dollar month run and get caught up, get caught up, and I have a cash reserve and all that kind of thing, um, I still would be like, if I only had one more ten thousand dollar month, then I'd have two months of cash reserve where I yeah. feel more control, or like, then I really won't be worried about how much I have in savings, and like, then then I can finally get, I can, uh, you know, I can pay more in rent, I can I can move, or I can have more in savings for like potentially moving to like LA next year or something like that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a, uh, like definitely a, a, a problem I'm trying to figure out, but it's so hard to figure out because my, the way I work is like, I, tr- I try to find a solution to the problem that just makes me feel more. It, it, uh, yeah. I'm just more uncontent. Well, there's a fine line between what sounds like goal setting and contentment. Yeah. Right? Like, right. There's nothing wrong with being like, I want a ten thousand dollar month right. so that I can blah 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 blah. Right. Like there's a difference between that and if I only had right. yeah. a ten thousand dollar month. Yeah. You know, it's like nah. Bro. If I only had a ten thousand dollar month or like if I only had uh a record I could work on with a band that would be fun, uh, then then I would like have then I would have fun doing music again. Or yeah. like um, if I could only do more mixing, if I could yeah. only do more mixing and not as much editing, then I would finally feel more balanced and happy. Like, yeah, that's, I, I, that's, I, I say that stuff all the time. And like, that's a feedback loop that, I mean, that will never, even if all that stuff happened, I would still be sitting here like, man, I never get out of my house. <laughs> I don't see people very often. Like, I'm not. I'm. I would still be unhappy. I still yeah. wouldn't be whole and balanced. And I mean, in in some ways, if you based your your life for the next six months on getting that ten thousand dollar month, actually, it probably you probably have less than what you have now. Right. Yeah. There's a big difference between. Oh, I I really want to record a record with a band. Right. Like, how can I make that happen? Because. Right. Like, that's something I want to do. Right. And, gosh, I hate doing these records and, like, like I'm, I'm tired and, and, and I, like, I don't like this music and, you know, but do you know what would, like, actually fix all of this? <laughs> right. Is if a, a band just knocked on my door and was like, hey, record us. Right. You know? it, it's the difference between, like, I would love to be doing more mixes. That'd be really great. Yeah. Versus... uh. I would love to be doing more mixes, then I can X. Yeah. Like, it's the if then that, that never stops because I would get more mixes and I'd be like, man, if I only were mixing less worship stuff, yeah. then I would be happy. Yeah. Or like, um, I, 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 I rip on worship all the time. Like, I, I like doing worship stuff, but yeah. I would never want to be uh, like, I don't know, is it Sean Moffat that does uh, like all the worship stuff? I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't want to be doing only worship. Um, anyway, um, 
Yeah. When, when you start saying that, and this is me trying to take my own advice, when you start doing the like, if I had this, then X, that cycle never stops. It never, ever stops. Same way with gear too, man. Yeah. I remember we kind of touched on this last last episode, but thinking about when I just had my MIDI keyboard and my MacBook Air and made the music on there that actually like made me some money right. and like garnered some success when yeah. I was an artist. And then as soon as I got like all this extra shit, it was like my creativity went way down because mm-hmm. the whole time while I was making those songs, I was like, I got 300,000 streams on this song, but if I had, <laughs> this is such a dumb way to think, but like if I had recorded my vocals this way <laughs> with this mic or if I had a real Rhodes instead of like my logic Rhodes, like I would have gotten a million streams. Right. And it's like, <laughs> no, no, that's not, no that's not how it works. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about like getting hardware. Like yeah. I, I want to get hardware in because I want a good vocal chain. Right. But I've learned how to make vocals sound good with what I have. Uh-huh. And it's no longer, man, if I just had the SSL preamp and a 500 series lunchbox and an EQ <laughs> and had this crazy vocal chain, then everybody would want to come work with me. Right. Like, it's not that anymore. It's, oh, I've, like, I've found that I actually enjoy turning real knobs and like having my signal go through like actual hardware mm-hmm. and the way that makes me feel more so than the plugin. Right. And I, it's just a preference at that point. It's not yeah. an, it's not a necessity. Like I need this in order to feel happy with what's coming out of my speakers. Right. And I've I've kind of felt I've had that same thought process with um my monitors. Like mm. I have the KRK eights, the G four, the newer ones. You're a KRK Stan. You never you never switched up. No, because I wanted like. I wanted something. Well, I didn't. I had the fives. Those were my first ones. And then I had some money to upgrade, and I wanted bigger ones so I could hear more. Hear hear actually hear sub. Um, but I just wanted. I didn't want to change it up too much because I w- I already knew the KRK sound a little bit. So I didn't want to get like JBLs or Yamahas or whatever. I just wanted the same. So, um, yeah, it sounds. It probably sounds like pee. Like, no, it's a uh, very good Mexican iced coffee. That it is very good. Um, yeah. So, I always feel a little bit of self consciousness when I post something, or somebody posts a picture. Or we're working together. Like this morning, I had a song come out that I worked on. And part of my my friend's post when on, on the release was me like playing bass, and in the background are my KRKs, and I get self conscious about that because oh, I want to be, I want to be mixing mostly, and like I know it, it's just a fact that like somebody looks up a mix engineer, oh what speakers do they have, like m- like or maybe that's maybe that's my self consciousness speaking, like that's what everybody does. Maybe people don't actually do that, but I know. I know my KRKs really well at this point, and I I I, I am aff- affirmed by myself and by other people who I respect that I know that I am doing really good mixes on my speakers in that yeah, room. Yeah, dude. So, like, but I'm self conscious about like I have KRKs, I don't have ATCs, or something even just nicer than KRKs, like even Focalizer or Genelex or something that's not an entry level brand. But I'm like, 
I don't, my philosophy with that is like, I'm not going to switch to a mid-level speaker that I know is only going to be temporary where I have to completely relearn everything. And because my ultimate goal is to get some ATCs and I, I would rather just stick to the thing I know until I can get that. So, um, yeah, but I am self-conscious of like my KRKs. I have cheap speakers. I work on cheap speakers. It doesn't mean I'm doing bad work. I could probably be doing maybe realistically not necessarily better, but faster work probably on nicer speakers. But, you know, that, that doesn't change my, my value. But I, I'm very self-conscious about that. Um, so I'm kind of like, if only I had... If only I had more mixes, then I could make more money every month so that I could put away more money so that I could get ATCs sooner, so that I could get more mixes, so that I could make more money. So that, like, it's. You create this, like, fake correlation in your mind of, like, 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 you're almost just projecting, like, the mix engineer path. Like, if you were having somebody mix your record, this is how you would want it like a successful career to look like, right? Like, right. If if like um I mean honestly if if I weren't mixing and I was just producing and I didn't mix at all, I would probably look at um a a mixer's Instagram page and see what speakers they have and if they have KRK fives. Or honestly, if I see that they're only twenty one years old I would be like, oh, I don't know. They probably don't have a lot of experience. I don't know yeah. if I trust them with yeah. that. Which is so insane because that's something I'm self-conscious about. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's such a hard thing. Like, I'm, dude, I'm right there with you. <laughs> in, in some it's like if I if because then it's like if I don't trust someone like this, then how does anybody trust me? Yeah. That same way, but I know that's like such a false thing, but I don't know how false. So it's like, do I actually need to change things or am I just in my head? And it's so hard to figure out what genuinely needs to change and what would be helpful versus what is just in my head that, um, that is never, that itch is never going to actually be scratched. Yeah. I mean, you could just take a picture of a different part of your studio. Well, that's what I do, dude. When I, I mean, I mean, if you like, you can look out, I mean, anyone listening now, like if you follow me, look at my reels, I never do reels facing my screen or my speakers. I always do it facing. The thing that looks the best. This is me being so totally vulnerable Dude, right now. That's okay. I'm I always do up. reels facing the thing that I think looks the best and makes me look like I have the nicest studio, and that's my piano with the plants on it. I always do it in that direction. It does look nice. I always take out the dining room in the background. I always I try to get the front door out. Like I try to make it look like I'm in this nice, like detached studio or whatever. I'm literally just in a living room apartment. Yeah. And the kitchen and the dining room are right there. And I have KRK eights, but I know that I'm doing yeah. good work, <laughs> yeah. and like, but I'm still so self conscious about it because I get slow. I have a slow month, or I'm not doing as much mixing as I want, and then I'm like, oh, well, if I only had this, then I would be out of this season, or I wouldn't have these seasons anymore. And it's just all such a false, false narrative that I construct. Well, also, isn't it so funny that like just a regular person, if they saw those two speakers that you had, they'd be like. Those are sick. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Like, because the KRKs like, look cool. Like, they're, yeah. like, they got the yellow, right. Like, and the black, and they're big and they look cool and they're yeah. spaced apart. Cause, like, dude, the only people that are, that are going to like call you out are like just pretentious audio assholes who like 
aren't going to know. Right. Like, who don't care. Well, like, yeah, like... I mean, who care about things that just don't Don't matter. matter. Right. Like, like, yeah, that's that's what I need to remind myself is, like, the people who who really do care about getting a good product will listen to work that I've done and be like, oh, okay, no, we're fine here. Yeah, dude. Like, just because I have cheaper speakers doesn't mean that I'm not doing, like, mixes that are probably, honestly... I'm, I, I hate being like egotistical or like give myself too much credit, but I feel like I'm probably mixing at a level that is higher than what I charge. Yeah, for sure. I would agree with that. Um, so yeah. Yeah, dude, your mixes are fire, dude. I don't, Thanks. I don't care. <laughs> dude, you, I think if there's one person that I know who can just squeeze every last bit <laughs> out of their, out of the gear that they have, it's you. Oh, well, thank your, you. Your your uh, mini log that you have. Oh, I love the bro. Mini log. You the things I have seen you just like do on that thing. <laughs> like when I see a synth, I'm like, oh, turn it on, plug it in, and just play it and Pre- turn it off. Bro, with you, it's like like when we were recording over and you oh, and dude, we the, yeah, uh, the, we got that MIDI send. Yeah, whatever whatever happened there, I remember just being like, whoa. And I like pride, <laughs> and I feel like I try to pride myself in like being able to like pull like interesting sounds yeah. out of everything. But with you, it's like a whole different level. <laughs> like every plugin that you use, you know, like like the ins and outs of it. <laughs> like like take a, an eleven seventy six for example. Yeah. Like for me, an eleven seventy six is like just the buttons that are on there. You know, and I just kind of like turn it and like I I, I watch the meter and I get the compression the way I want to. And I know like, oh, this is over compressed, this is under compressed. I get the attack what I want. But I feel like with you, an 1176, like the when you reach for an 1176, it's because like you know the 1176 (laughs) in a way that like, yeah, this is the only compressor that would actually work on this track right Right. now. Or actually, no, I'm not going to reach for that. Whereas for me, that's just like, Oh, compressor. Yeah, a compressor. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I, I, I definitely do. I mean, it's not like I, I'm i not like a wizard with like attack and release or whatever, but I, I mean, I kind of understand it. But uh, but I will definitely think like, oh, no, this needs an LA-2A or this needs an SSL. Yeah. Because they all respond differently. Yeah. And, like, and, um, and yeah. that's like in just any piece of gear that you buy, I know that you bought it and that you are going like to make the most out of it. Yeah, you know, whereas me, it's like I bought these Focal speakers that I have because they got good reviews and I <laughs> thought they looked cool and they were at a price point that I was comfortable with. Oh paying. well, I mean, they're definitely way better than the JBLs that you had. Yo, yeah, absolutely. And that was a good move. And like every time, like anybody who's cool, like has cool, quote unquote, has come over and like seen my speakers and listened to like my work, they're like, yeah. It's, right, it's cool. You just got to like get over that in, that social media hump, right? Like, exactly. It's a, it's such a social media, yeah, like posturing kind of thing. Uh, like, it's very easy to shut people up in the sense of like if they're talking like mean about you because of right. your speakers. It's just like, well, are you doing music full time? Like, are you editing for like some of the biggest local bands like in Nashville? And right, no. So <laughs> shut up. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's a. Uh, I guess we're just going long on this one. I don't really care. Yeah, it's a good topic. Um, yeah, I think I. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll keep talking because I, I'm trying to think of things, other things that I want to say. I'm like, I don't really know if we can fit, make a whole episode out of it. So I'm just gonna throw it in here. Um, 
something that is weird for me right now is I, I do feel more confident never in the work that I'm doing. And, um, I'm not really losing work because of a rate. I'm just not really getting it as much right now. Um, so it's like, I don't know. I, like, I, I feel like I am capable and I do, uh, like do work on a pretty high level, but I don't even know where I'm, what I'm trying to say. Like I'll, I'll do the Joan record. I do the Valley record and that kind of yeah. stuff that that's really high level. But I'm also working on a really pretty fresh basis, local basis, where it's, I don't know, maybe my, maybe what I'm trying to say is my clientele is very, uh, like polarized almost, where I am doing like stuff for high level people where like rate isn't an issue. Um, I'm not worried about that as much. Things are really smooth and professional. Um, and like there's never anything weird with payment that's part of it. And the other part of it is like very local young people where budget is a like number one issue. Yeah. Budget is more of an issue than the product, than the quality. So it's really hard because I'm like, I know that I can be doing this higher level work because I do this higher level work, but like, um, I'm not always getting that. And I feel like I'm, I'm missing like this here. I am here. I'm going again. If I only had this middle work somewhere in the middle, more consistently, then I would be happy. Um, then I would feel uh, less stressed, and I would feel like I'm doing being more consistent. Or, um, yeah, there we go. I just, I just like canceled myself out yeah. by saying, like, man, if I only had this work. No, but I think <laughs> I think what you're saying. Let's just flip it around. That that is what you said, but you really want to have a clientele who's in the middle. Like right. not not fully, but you do want there's some aspects of that where it's like budgets there. Right. They maybe have released a few records, but it's not like you're not talking with like a label right. per se or like like getting paid six weeks after the fact or whatever right. it is. Like Right. I guess what I think what I was what I was going the direction I was going in with that was uh I feel a little bit weird right now. And I think it's part of the burnout is um, I feel this uh, like, uh, man, I don't know what the word I'm trying to think of is. I'm losing it. Um, I feel like I can be doing higher level work, but I'm not, but I'm, but I'm not. And it's that, it's just the juxtaposition almost between those and feeling kind of and yeah. limbo between that yeah. of where like I I'm I'm I don't know what to focus on. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Like I I don't know I, I think that that's kind of contributing to me feeling just kind of unsettled right now is like I don't really know which I should be focusing on. I don't know which one is a better indicator of like rate for example. Yeah. Like my rate is working for this, but it's not working for this stuff. But I'm not like getting necessarily more of the higher stuff. So it's like, I, I kind of, I'm like, I don't really know what to, I don't really know what to do to get out of this season right now. I think that is what is stressing me out more is I don't really have like a, a clear path out other than just like waiting and having like assurance that is, it's just going to come back like it always does. Yeah. 
I mean, for me, I have like I, I haven't really I haven't done any work with like big labels or whatever, but I have been working with Cooper a lot, who's doing well and is on a good path, and I've just done all sorts of different work so far for him in like things like that and mixing for people and like at my full rate and being a guitar player, whether it's at a church or, you know, out or whatever, those are like my, like, that is work. Like I, I, I see that as work. And then there's other things that I do that to me are equally as important, but I just categorize them differently. So like with Parker, Parker and I are making a record right now. Like I'm building, like I'm trying to build community and like I feel like I have a lot of to offer and I think I get more out of like helping an artist out and then just like doing a work finishing a work and then getting paid for it if that makes more sense like I like producing because I like pulling things out of artists that they didn't even know were there you know you love being like a partner to an artist, like yeah. part of the team. And like sometimes it takes the form of like a teacher role. Right. Like like in a session, if an artist is with me and like, dude, there's been so many times where I can tell that artists are interested in producing their own music. They just mm-hmm. haven't like gotten over that like that curve. Mm-hmm. Like there's a curve for me for like mixing. Right. right. Like I was like, no, like I don't like I don't mix music, you know, I'm just a producer. And Slowly over time, I developed like an ear and a appreciation for it. Yeah, you have to do a certain amount of crappy productions and crappy mixes before you can get over that part. You're like, oh, okay, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, and so when an artist is sitting here and they're watching me work, and they're like, hey, what'd you just do there? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, yes, right. Like, no, like here's what I did. Like, let me let you into the way I think when I do music mm-hmm. because like I'm here. Like, right. we're all here, and I. Am most passionate about like building up artists and like mm-hmm. sending them out, you know, right into the world. And so for me, I try to just both are equally as important, but they're important in different ways, you know, like yeah. making money and doing a good job and making sure that like I am progressing in my career, whether it's like a respect thing, maybe monetarily or number of gigs at a high level that I'm doing, like that's important to me. Like I do that. But then equally as important is like somebody who I can tell like is freaking awesome and they make great music and they have a great voice and they have a lot to offer and just budget is tough right now. And there's some things where I'm just like, you know, like I think this, like I believe in this person, like this is worth doing and that pays. And when it works out, it pays me back so much more in just like dopamine (laughs) and feeling good about myself as a human being than like money, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Maybe another thing to kind of relate back a little bit. Um, I think listening back to some of our episodes, I'm, I'm, I'm realizing like, I need to, we need to kind of like rope it back to like, the young people who haven't, who aren't as developed because yeah, I have, um, the more we've done this, I'm, uh, the more I talk about it, like, I'm like, we're like, we are, we are peer to peer almost like we're just talking about our day to day life. And that's kind of what we not didn't want to do, which is, I don't know. We can still do that. But anyway, um, like there's also 
there is a definitely a burnout when you're trying to build a career and it's not working. Mm -hmm. That's another kind of burnout. Yeah. I mean, I was just telling you earlier, yesterday I got back. It was like my first, I literally got back at like 9 a.m. yesterday morning, finally back in Nashville for like a while. And like, I'm settling back into life and have some work to do. But like, I started looking at my calendar and everything. I got so stressed and anxious and like, I, I mean, yeah, I was just like, I felt like a wreck all day. I haven't felt that way in a long time. And I haven't felt that way since over, I mean, over about a year ago where I didn't have any work. I didn't know what I was going to do. Other things weren't working. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Where when I hadn't built up a schedule yet, where I haven't built up a workload yet. Um, and that's, that, I mean, that's a different kind of burnout than like, it's, that's, it's tough. Like feeling burnt out because you've been trying to build this up and nothing's working and like, you don't know if it's going to work yeah. and you're just stressed because you don't know what to do. That's burnout. I mean, um, but I, I think what I would say to that, and this is part of me, like trying to take my own advice again, like I've said, um, I, I'm going to quote Matt again in, all, in his infinite wisdom. Something that he told me about a year ago when I was trying to, when I was still figuring stuff out more. I am still figuring stuff out now. But he said, um, the, people, the people who make it are just the people who stick around. And that is such a simple statement, but it is, there's so much truth to it. That's like, I'm not like, I shouldn't be worried about me having a viable career at this point. I just have to stick it through, have to zoom out of this month and maybe next month, zoom out of like that financial situation for me and look at even just six months. Like practically I can just say, okay, maybe I'll just absorb, like I, I'm still in an interest free period on my credit card right now. Maybe I'll absorb two weeks on that and I can pay myself back next month or a couple months after once I kind of catch up or like zoom out even further this right now in the context of my career long term, like, you know, a couple thousand dollars is going to be bare, like, it, it could be like just nothing to me in 10 years where I'm like, Oh, that was, that was so tiny. I can't believe I was stressed about that. Um, so yeah, that's why I say to that is like, if you're feeling burnt out because you're trying to, um, build something and it feels like it's not working, just stick around because if you don't stick around, then, then it's never going to work. Then like Matt has said to me, the people who, who make it are just the people who stick around and just never drop out. So, um, I'm trying to remember that and kind of remember context and look at the bigger picture and kind of say like, okay, well I shouldn't be like, it's going to be okay. Like, I don't need to, I don't need to stress about this season right now because overall it's not, you know, it's not going to be anything in the big picture. So that's what I say to that. 
That feels like a good ender right there. I think so. This one's this one's almost as long as the education one. So mm-hmm. sorry, y'all. We haven't done this in a while, so we're like <laughs> got a lot of got a lot of talk about, I think. I like this one though. This one's good. This one felt the most conversational, I suppose. Yeah. Well, like, personally, I I needed this yeah. too because I don't know. Like you said, I don't know how I could have just talked about gear today. Just Dude, based on the the month that I've had, per- both personally and in in work. So. Yeah, man. I I remember there was a period of time where I wasn't working with anybody. This was like a year and a half ago. And I remember all I would do was just like, okay, well, I don't, I don't really have anything going for me, but like, I'm gonna turn on the OP one and at least <laughs> do something. Like, I'm gonna buy a sequencer and learn how to sequence. Right. Like, man, like, if I only had money to buy an OP one, then I would. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, this thing is. I'm just kidding. It's a, it's a fun toy. That's what I'll I say do. About I do. I really want one. That's what I'll yeah, say about I it. I need to get one. But yeah, I. It sometimes just comes down to like, hey, sometimes there's just no work. Mm-hmm. And like, if if money's an issue, like money's not hard to find. Right. In, in, in a practical sense. I right. Mean, that might be privileged to me to say. But like, <laughs> no, but yeah, you can. Like, if, if money's the issue, like, you can go get a you job. You can find money. Like, yeah. You can find money. Right. But like, yeah, I just remember. I was like, okay, well, I'm working a job at least. I'm still in school. Like, I need to get better, but I feel like I, I can't get better at production if I don't have anybody to produce for. Right. And I'm not liking songwriting right now, so like maybe I can just learn some new stuff. Mm-hmm. I like I learned a lot about pop production through like making house music yeah. and fun music. So I mean, there's sometimes you just need to like take some time off of, of working in music and just kind of play around for a little bit. And sometimes you can find your way back. Yeah. Just don't go too far. Stick right. around. Yeah, you know. stick around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's going to do it for us today. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, um, probably goes without saying, but maybe adding to our outro, if you, if you were listening and you need a producer or a mix engineer you know you can hit us up we would love to you know be a part of your team and uh and yeah help take things across the finish line also we've talked about it before like mix notes or anything like any kind of feedback like we are we want to be um an open resource to anybody who might want that so hit us up um you can dm us on instagram my instagram is tanner.ledford mine's herny prack i've spelled it so many times one word on instagram i'll have to pick a new effect to put on that one yeah i i didn't even realize that you did that because i didn't i like i i listen as soon as the outro hits usually when i'm listening back i'm like check out (laughs) we're done you also i also lined up the song with you that time finally um, but your tempo was on. That was that was good. Um, yeah. Okay. Should be. I spent hours right <laughs> making. That. We've listened that listened to that song like thousands of times. Um, yeah. Also, you can follow us if you aren't already on uh, sessionnotes.fm. Oh. Also, um, I'm. I would love to 
like we would love to take some user not user uh, like listener suggestions yeah. for topics yes please because we're running out <laughs> but low-key we'll, we'll we'll come up with more ones but the yeah. exhaustive list that we made like at, at the start of this is running thin so if there's something that you want to talk you want us to talk about on the podcast or you want to shoot us a message and chat about on dms or over coffee please yeah also if there is someone you would like us to talk with we could do that yeah um we already have some people in mind i um i think we are planning on having our first person on for the 10th episode um that's the plan as of now but you know things change yeah things change um but yeah stick around uh look at the big picture all that stuff i'm telling myself that yeah (laughs) we're also trying to come up with some reoccurring series that we've talked about maybe like Mm -hmm. mix 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 offs mix offs something (laughs) like that i don't know We're, we're trying to come up with like maybe some more like not content based things but maybe something that like task oriented like uh, podcast where we're doing something and we're talking about what we're right. doing or what we have done or right talking with other people like we're just trying to yeah I almost wonder if like like breakdowns or something like yeah. if that if that would be um you know interesting to anybody like anything like that let us know if you have any ideas any I mean anything that you want to know in, in any format like let us know hit us up we want to mix reviews mix reviews love, oh man love to do mix reviews mix feedback least, like yeah. live on the air that'd be <laughs> so much fun I'd, I'd have to listen to it before because if, oh, the, yeah. if it was a bad one like ooh <laughs> like ooh try again uh, <sighs> alright y'all alrighty Peace almost two hours later see y'all later <laughs>